seeing how other people live and being able to not take for granted everything that you have, but rather appreciate every single thing that you've worked for and every single thing that you have and be grateful every day. Welcome to the When We Are Brave podcast, a podcast sharing inspirational stories and conversations, plus tips and tricks on living your best and bravest life. I'm your host, Tiffany Johnson, author of Brave Enough Now, keynote speaker and your host of the When We Are Brave podcast. I know how hard it can be to be brave, but I encourage you, face your fears and be brave. You may find the results liberating. I believe in you. Thanks so much for listening to the When We Are Brave podcast. Make sure you don't miss an episode of When We Are Brave and subscribe. For show notes, check out tiffanyjohnson.com.au. I know that together we are going to live our best and bravest life. Do you feel like you need some help to be brave? Well, I've got the perfect thing just for you. It's my new guided journal, My Journey to Brave. It's a digital journal and can be downloaded today on my website, tiffanyjohnson.com.au forward slash journal. It gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today's guest, Yael Marie. I had the pleasure of meeting Yael at a writer's group some time ago, and I was instantly drawn to her and intrigued with her incredible imagination and how she puts words on paper to develop places that are just simply incredible when reading. Her passion for writing is extraordinary. She seems to be a whiz at anything dystopian romance, and if that's your kind of thing, then I highly recommend her series Mating Season. I hope you enjoy today's episode. It is filled with inspiration on how places where we live can help change our life and how those places inspire us to live bravely every day. So excited to have you here today. And I would love for our listeners to learn a little bit more about you. So do you want to just give us a bit of information about your life? Sure. Thanks for having me. Nice to be here. Uh, it's always nice to see your lovely face. Um, so my name is Yael Murray. I've lived in Australia now for about 17 to 18 years. Not entirely sure. I was born in Israel and I lived there for the majority of my childhood until we moved to Nigeria and then later on South Africa where I completed high school and I've had lots of friends. So I've had a lot of, I guess, insight into other countries and the different cultures, the way that people live. And that's always inspired me to travel. So before I um, actually got to Australia, I lived in England for a few years and I lived in Thailand for a few years. And through living in those countries, I was able to travel a lot of Europe and Asia and Africa. And that's always been really amazing. Incredible. What was it like living in Nigeria? That's somewhere that most people don't necessarily even get to visit. Uh, probably this day and age, it will be a lot more difficult to get to. But even then, it was a very dangerous place. But the thing I think that struck the biggest chord with me was uh, the poverty and the lifestyle that the people had there. Within the city specifically, the poverty was really in your face. People would self-mutilate and um, they'd come to your cars begging for money and it was really, really hard as a child to sort of see that when you've come from a first world country and you've got everything all the time, everything is catered to you. Um, I think the countryside was a little bit different. Even though they didn't have anything, they were always happy. 
you know, they'd, they'd run after you and they'd want to play with you and, and you find that poverty sort of really brought out ingenuity. They didn't need a soccer ball. They could just kick a tire around. They didn't need pick-up sticks. They just went and picked up actual sticks. Um, so it was a very interesting um, way to look at the shift of culture and how people adapt to what they have and that they didn't always need to complain about not having things. They were just happy with what they had. And it was a very big eye-opener even at, you know, a young mm. So did that mould you into your career of being the amazing writer that you are today in your travelling as a youth and moving forward in your early adult years? Travelling definitely, definitely played a massive part in the person that I am today. But, um, just seeing how other people live and being able to not take for granted everything that you have but rather appreciate every single thing that you've worked for and every single thing that you have and be grateful every day because it's not just about the physical things, but emotionally, mentally, our family, our friends, things that we've managed to gather around us that make us better and happier. Those are the things we really need to grasp onto and be grateful for and not worry about, you know, our balance or in the bank account. And those things are fleeting. They just don't matter as much. And I think traveling and seeing different cultures and seeing you know, especially young children living without, it really opens your eyes to what kind of world we live in. Absolutely. And I think as well, a lot of social media posts and perform that image to us of something that's not necessarily real. Yeah, but as well as that, people, I think with social media, people try and play on your heartstrings without actually giving you the whole story. And I think when you travel and you go and you immerse yourself within a culture or a certain world, you actually really get to understand everything that lies beyond there and I think sometimes uh, the history of a place plays a big part of decisions of um, and why a certain culture goes that way and I think if you read my book Mating Season you will find that um, the culture and, and the history of that culture created the current situation that my characters and the world that they live in. Now I've read Mating Season it's fantastic dystopian romance if that's up your alley this is definitely the book for you and your ability to create worlds is amazing and how they overcome their fear and live bravely in those books is amazing as well and how you've created this different world to what we live in it's completely fictional unlike me who writes everything <laughs> about my own life and realistic, um, we're complete opposites in that. But it's amazing on so many levels in what they have to face and I think it's really relative to things that we have to face in today's life in actually in our real world as opposed to a fictional world where there's love and there's things that are confining in our world where we might be told who we can marry or who we can't marry or you know, um, like that terrible show on TV. What was that TV show called? There's the so Bridezilla Mumzilla or something it was, or there was some other Bride movie. of Prejudice. That's the dum, one. Dum, dum. <laughs> something like that. And it was all about the the constrictions around people and if love is love, love is love. So um, tell us a little bit about how in your books people are living bravely. I think the beauty of speculative fiction is that you can mirror your own world and put it onto your characters and your characters can take on your feelings, emotions and um, real world issues and try and figure them out within their own world. So with mating season specifically, the battle was all about really 
being able to love who you want to love and be with the person that you want to be without the cultural restrictions, which, like you've mentioned before, is a big issue, I think, today in our world, in society, where there are a lot of different ideals, um, religions, um, et cetera, that really force your hand into who you can be with. and the Expectations are also yeah, huge, aren't they? Yeah, that's mm. correct. And, you know, and, 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 you know, and we live in such a, in a world now that people just want to be themselves. And I think that plays a really big role within that book. Whereas with When We Vanish, my previous book, which is also a speculative fiction, our characters really have to deal with wanting to be seen in this world. And I think, especially today with social media and with being overrun by, you know, people only really knowing you through a medium, which is technology, people don't actually take the time to really see you, look at your face, see how you're feeling, get into your space and try and make you feel like you are needed or wanted or seen. And that's why I think for me, that book is really important because it really is all about being seen for who you are, the contrib- contributions you can make, the, the difference you can make and the love that you can give to other people. Mm, something that we all need to embrace more of, definitely living our authentic lives. So I love to talk about on this show what tools we can use to overcome our fear and live our best life. What are some tools that you use in your life? Is it through your writing that you find a really great opportunity to overcome fear and live bravely or are there other tools that you use? First and foremost, there's coffee, (laughs) without which (laughs) none of this would be possible. Um, Mine's a cup of tea. (laughs) But absolutely. Um, my writing, I can pour my heart and my soul into my writing. I can edit all of it out later, but at the time, all the raw emotion and everything that I need to deal with on my daily life, I just put into my books. And it's been a really big change for me um, to sort of walk around being anxious, being angry, being frustrated before I started writing to now doing it on a daily basis. And I actually feel the difference. It's, you know, a lot of people can go to the gym They'll feel really good after a session. For me, I have those that same feeling after I've put words on paper and I've been able to express myself for that day. Mm, a lot of people always talk about, oh, I'd love to write a book. Oh, I have no time to write a book. And it's something I've always thought about. Oh, that's really good that you've written a book. A lot of people think about it or they start it. And it's only about 80% of people, 80% of people who start a book don't finish it. It's only 20% that do finish it. So what could you encourage our listeners who feel that that would be a really great tool for them to express themselves through the written word to actually get into that top 20% of people who finish their book? My biggest advice would be do not write for anybody else. Don't sit down and write a book thinking, I'm going to sell it and it's going to be a movie. And it's da, da, da. If that's the way that you're going to go into it, chances are you're not going to finish because halfway through you're going to be questioning your motives, why you've done it, what are your characters doing, why are you telling them to go right and they're off to the left doing something completely different. Write for yourself and write and don't be afraid to just put everything on the paper. The first draft is the most important thing that you can get out. The editor or self-edit or post-edit, it will all get fixed later on. But initially, just be true to your words, be true to the feelings, be true to everything you just want to spew on that page, and don't be afraid to do it. And the other very big um, piece of advice that I can give you is make it a routine. 
even 10 minutes a day, even if you write 10 words every day, those are 10 words that you have towards finishing your project. There are people that have written a single book in a month. There's people that have written the same sim uh, single book over 10 years, but they finish and you can too. Mm, that's great advice. So for our listeners out there who would love to read some speculative fiction, where can we find you? I am on Facebook and you can find my Facebook page, Yael Marie Writings and Musings. You can also find me on my website, which is yaelmarie.com. And I'm on Twitter. I love to do a little tweet here or there. And I'm on Instagram. <laughs> oh, fantastic. We can find you everywhere. Everywhere. Find you, me everywhere. Are you the same? I am your Elmarie author. Excellent. Fantastic. Um, and just before we go too, I wanted to also um, talk about the next book in the series of Mating Season, which is fantastic. I haven't read this yet, but I know snippets. I've been lucky to hear things about what's going to happen. Do you want to give our listeners and those who are interested in reading this fabulous series uh, an idea of what's going to happen next? So the next book is all Ben's perspective of the same initial story. However, because he's now forced to go live on a male island, there has been an introduction of many new characters and how they have to face basically being orphaned on an island by themselves and fend for themselves within a male society. So it's been very challenging to write, but also lots of fun. And of course, there's lots of love and angst and all these amazing things that create this world and make it as powerful and as great as it's been and to write. Excellent, with lots of overcoming fear and lots of living bravely. Heaps, because they have to within my society. My society, the society that I've created is very, um, I don't want to say evil, but they're very, um, they're very restrictive of what you're allowed to do and how you're allowed to do it. Yes, they control you and they control your choices. And this is all about being brave enough to face your fears and face these um, oppressors down and force, th force them to change the status quo. Fantastic. It's going to be amazing. Can't wait for it to be released. I'm pretty excited. Excellent. All right, Yael, thank you so much for coming in to the When We Are Brave podcast. Oh, it's been heaps of fun. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. How amazing is Yael? I'm so excited to announce that the new book, book number two for mating season, is available now. It's being launched this week, May 2020. So, so excited for her. She has an amazing spirit and an amazing mind and her ability to see how different cultures and insights into their worlds can help mould who we are and for us to live bravely every day. It was just such a pleasure doing this interview. I hope you got a lot out of it. I know that I did. If you've enjoyed this episode of When We Are Brave or the other episodes of When We Are Brave, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Reviews help podcasts get out there into the podcasting world and it really does mean so much to me. And don't forget, you can download your journal, My Journey to Brave, on my website, tiffanyjohnson.com.au. You can also access my book, Brave Enough Now, and find out more about me or contact me. Send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. It would be great to connect. I also have a free Facebook group called Brave Hearts. 
I'd love for you to connect and come and join the group. It is a wonderful space full of inspiration and empowerment for you to live your best and bravest life. And so, my friends, be brave until next time and live your best and bravest life.